welcome back to that Park Life Podcast. We've got another fresh episode for you guys today. I'm Beth, hanging out with my bro here. Fresh Greg. Fresh is the word of the day fresh today. Fresh Greg. Fresh Greg. How about Greg, Greggy Fresh? Greggy Fresh, yes. Well, you know, i got to cash in all my street cred and give myself a real name. That's right. You know, did I ever tell you about how that's how we, when people can't remember our names, I'm like, we we have, um, my brother-in-law calls us Dougie Beth. <laughs> so we're like, just think Dougie Beth, like Dougie Fresh, <laughs> Dougie Beth. That's how you'll remember it. I will never forget it. Anyways. I mean, I hope I wouldn't forget it. What's going on? Uh, we got a whole lot going on today. We'll be joined shortly by Carla for another cast member chat, which I'm excited about. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do want to let everyone know we've got another Disney trivia night coming your way. Yeah, we It'll do. It'll be Thursday, May 27th. So be there or be square. And if you don't know what a square is, you clearly have not seen Crybaby. Does anyone really know what a square is anymore? I don't know. Have you seen the movie? No, I have not seen Crybaby. Crybaby was one of Johnny Depp's first movies. No. Oh my gosh. Um, add it to your list, okay? Also, you know what I've been meaning to ask you? Side note, pause. Um, how far are you? Have you finished New Girl yet? Because we finished like watching it again the other night, and I was like, I need to ask Greg if he ever finished no. it. I'm um, I'm in the middle of season four. Oh, okay, you got you got some little ways to go then. All right, I just I feel like I'm, feel like I'm about halfway through yeah. the whole series. Okay, cool. All right, so yeah, so trivia night. What else we got going on? Well, it's not just any old trivia night. So we've done all four parks. Our theme, um, as voted by you all, we put it up as a poll on our Instagram. The votes are in, and it will be 90s Disney animated classics. So oh, the movies yeah. that we grew up on, and probably yeah. similar to most of you, those like the Disney Renaissance area, uh, mm -hmm. area era yeah. videos, movies. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't done really great on the past trivia we've done, but I feel like if I don't nail this, then my whole childhood is a waste. <laughs> so you should join us, everyone, just to see me, if, see if I'm going to crash and burn or not. Yes. If nothing else, let's see how, uh, how much Beth knows. That's right. Let's get this ball rolling and do some news. News news nugs all right i got one you have one right yeah okay uh well if you are living under a rock then you didn't know but disney announced the boo bash <sighs> so what i'm basically calling a taste of mickey's not so scary halloween party that's what i mm -hmm. feel like it is uh it'll take place select nights august 10th through october 31st from nine to midnight uh, they're just saying spooky festivities will include halloween-themed cavalcades character sightings throughout the park special performances by the cadaver dams uh, special decor, lighting, music, treat stops, and plenty of candy, so much more. Um, so basically, this is essentially the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party without the stage show and without fireworks. Mm -hmm. Yes, what it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, tickets will go, let's see, tickets will give you admission to Magic Kingdom as early as 7 p.m. So it's not, well, I guess, yes, yeah, 7 is earlier than 9. It's not like a 4 p.m. like they used to do mm -hmm. for the thing. So you can get in at 7 p.m., uh, the day of your... Uh, your event, you don't have to have like a day pass. It's just, you can get in at seven and it says guests young and old. And it says young, old and immortal can dress in costume mm. for the occasion and get their fill of Halloween candy. So you can dress in costumes. You still will have to have your face coverings on, you know, as, as of now, I don't know if that will change by that time. Um, but yeah, tickets will go on sale next month for early purchase. Yeah. So they're calling it an after hours event, which in my mind makes me think of a couple of things because the capacity for an after hours is very different than the capacity mm -hmm. for a party. So typically, yeah. and they don't always release these numbers, but I have learned and um, like the, the largest capacity for a Halloween party is Halloween night. And word on the street is that's about 31,000 guests is the max capacity for a Halloween party that's on Halloween. And it starts out smaller in the season and kind of gets bigger as you get closer to Halloween because more people are actually going. Also, it usually costs more as you approach Halloween. But for after hours, and I don't know the numbers, but I just know it's it's not a lot. It's, I mean, the way that the parks have been, not so much in the past like three months, but leading up to this, like during the pandemic, is what it felt like at the after hours events because it's, if we right, had to guess, so it would low. be like five or 6,000 people. It's not a lot of people. Yeah. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what the crowd capacity is because they're already operating at 25% or 35% allegedly um, for the regular day's operation. So hopefully it's even less than that for these after hours events. However, after hours events were expensive. At the end there, they I were know, going I'm for like curious. 125. Yeah. Whereas a Halloween party, if you go early in the season, could be like 
75 or 80 bucks you know what i mean yeah. so like i'm very don't know. curious what their prices are going to be also it's just weird august 10th i feel like it keeps getting earlier and earlier i don't even remember when they started like it was around that time in 2019 i, I want to say it was the 13th back then but whatever like that second or third friday of the month was is when they started it yeah they're like you know what summer's over it's fall get on it's board fall, everyone. Y'all. <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's going to be different if they do wind up doing it with the after hours crowds i'm wondering if i'm going to like this more because mm-hmm. even though it was the halloween party and they were reduced crowds it was it could still be kind of crowded especially if yes. you're trying to hang out in the hub area to watch the fireworks or a parade and the way they described this event was uh it'll have cavalcades galore so I uh, am excited to see what that looks like because we get yeah. like a taste of the Boo to You parade, or at least we did the previous right. fall season during those regular Park Day cavalcades when they have one or two floats and the music can't yeah. avoid the the Boo to You music during the day in the park. So I'm curious to see what it looks like at night. If yeah, and they I bring think another, back... another draw is just that it is going to be in the nighttime, like those mm-hmm. dark hours um, where the sun will actually be down and it'll be yeah. dark in the park. So why didn't they just call it dark in the park oh they should just hire me My disney gosh, listen, they should hire you next year dark in the park <laughs> i do want to point out uh something that i had alluded to when we recorded our bonus episode for our patrons via patreon um listen i happen to have an english degree right i don't play grammar police ever like you know it's because it's mostly rude and unnecessary however when this news broke obviously all of the disney instagram accounts were sharing the i mean ourselves included that park life podcast shared the disney parks blog news that there was this thing called boobash and sometimes people create their own graphics so then i had uh, this moment where i had to decide whether i should reach out to this person to alert them of their typo or let them just do their thing so it's an account that's like i'm going to say relatively big they have a little over ten thousand followers which i feel like ten thousand is the cutoff or whether or not you're like an official account so to speak yeah so um they made their own uh you get certain features at ten thousand. you do yeah you get the swipe up feature in your stories right so this particular account um who i reached out to recently because of something else that happened we were bonded because i found another account stole one of their videos and i was like hey fyi this is going on and she reached out to them and they gave her credit and fine so like i should be her friend So um, they, this person created her own graphic for the Boobash, and she wrote Boobash formally, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party, oh. but formally, not formerly, oh, as if to say like they used to wear tuxes <laughs> or this was something more official. Yeah, and I'm like, she has to know, right? Like I know yeah. that it sounds kind of similar when you're saying it quickly, formally, but like, come Wait. on, man. Also, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like you just get so excited and you like want to, you know, you want to post something quickly to get that content out, to get it out there. And you just totally, I'm like that. And I'll be like, oh, and then my husband's always the first one to be like, no, no, honey, you need to go back and change that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just got excited. So I didn't say anything because I don't want to be like a big old jerk, like pushing my nerd glasses. I'm like, hey, hey, yeah. hey, miss, uh, you misspelled formerly. I think you meant to say formerly. You're like, hopefully one of your 10,000 followers, though, would reach out to you and be like, hey, just don't want you to look dumb. I need you yes. to know this. That's mostly it because I'm sure it was just a rush. Like, I, I don't think this person's unintelligent, right? I mean, you're allowed to. Yeah. I make mistakes, too. I've had typos and things. Yeah. But like, or, you know, maybe just don't make your own graphics. Just go. Disney's ones are great. Just share them. I know. I just <laughs> no did a screenshot deal. and was like, hey, I just put a couple of like, you know, little gifts or whatever on it. And was like, here yeah. you go. Anyway. So you got? You got a news nug? I do have uh, one little like multi-piece nug here. This is okay. a three-piece nug. So Disney announced the return of some dining options. I feel like yeah. some of these we've been waiting for. Um, mm-hmm. We'll start out with that one, which is Tusker House will be returning. They did not give it a return time. But I know it's a big deal uh, because it's a uh, Nicole calls it the cash cow of Animal Kingdom. So we're surprised <laughs> it took this long to come back yeah. because of its popularity. And also Nicole has a, a place in her heart for it because not just because she happened to work there, but because Donald is like the star of the show, Donnie. so to right. speak, her boy Donnie. Um, but anyway, no uh, official opening for that. They just said sometime later this year, possibly summer. However, the other two locations that are either expanding or reopening um, we do have dates for, and by the time this episode releases, you can start booking. So Chef Mickey will extend from just breakfast to dinner as well. And okay, cool. it will be a modified character dining experience, similar to what they're doing with breakfast. You get yeah. like the distant version of character meet and greets. So you can do the waving and they're in the background. I still, I still think it's a fun time. We had a great time with breakfast there. 
The dinner is $55 for adults or $36 for kids. It is an all-you-care-to-enjoy family-style dinner. Some of the platters that you're able to get uh, are prime rib or a roasted turkey platter or a roasted salmon platter. And, of course, before that, you get either some type of a salad or some other like kind of you know appetizer yeah. things to share. And then after that, you get an assortment of desserts. So 55. So previously, character dining, if I remember correctly, before pandemic was 52 per adult. I want to say it was 52. So obviously, it's gone up a little bit. So we'll see how it goes. Um, Cape May Cafe over at the Beach Club Resort is reopening. Right now, they have not been operating, but they are not going to be operating with characters. You may remember that the breakfast there was character dining. The dinner wasn't, but they were both buffet. They are, of course, switching over to all you care to enjoy. The breakfast is $25 per adult, which in the Disney World scheme of things is not totally outrageous. That's basically what the breakfast costs at Be Our Guest, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's around there. So this uh, breakfast includes Mickey waffles, pancakes, brioche, French toast, eggs, bacon, sausage. They call them potato barrels, a.k.a. tater tots. That's not yes, mm-hmm. too exaggerated here. Uh, and beef hash dinner will be $42 a person. And their platters include the uh, house. Oh, they start out with some house baked bread, some harvest salad, and you get to have the either the turf platter, which comes with a strip loin, lemon pepper chicken, mashed potatoes and veggies, or the seafood boil, which for some reason just makes me think of like something you might find <laughs> on your skin. Uh, this uh, is a platter that includes mussels, shrimp, clams, the catch of the day, potatoes and corn, followed wow. by assorted desserts. So, you, yeah. you, you know, it won't be the buffet Good. style thing, which I know is hit or miss for certain people. Um, you know, I had heard from some people who had reacted to our stories about it and how they prefer the buffet style, I think. And we were kind of joking that I think it's a uh, preference because they don't have to uh, fear being judged. If I want six yeah. pounds of bacon for breakfast, I'm going to go get it myself. I don't have to ask the That's server. Right. Can I have some more bacon, please? Yeah, but also you got to walk through like with that plate of it too, so everyone in the restaurant can stare at you. Whereas, you know, they might see a waitress walk by with it, but they don't really know where they're going. So could be anybody. Yeah, could be for <laughs> someone else at the table. I'm very interested to see how they're going to have Tesker set up because mm-hmm. of how packed in there all those tables are. Yeah. And then it's just a... being able to utilize that open area where they're not going to have a buffet anymore. So I'm curious if they're going to put some tables in there or how they're going to yeah, do know. that. It's a big restaurant. And I was talking to Nicole about this because she was a seater at Tusker House or what they called a table scout. So she was constantly roaming the restaurant. So she's pretty familiar with the layout of the restaurant. And if there's one thing I remember her talking about, it's just how big it is, how many different, and sometimes yeah. you might not even know because sometimes the rooms are closed off if it was a, mm-hmm. a slower day. So it's possible you've been there and haven't even seen all the rooms. So if they operate at, you know, a percentage of their normal capacity, if they take out even half of their tables, they still have quite a bit of space in there. Yeah. Um, and sure. they've been using it as a cast cool down area in the, over the summer, especially, you know, during the, the height of the, uh, the heat in the pandemic. So I guess cast is being re- relocated somewhere else yep. this summer. Like now, um, you're all going to be working yes, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> all the time. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But it's just nice to see more and more things reopening. That means more up. cast gets to either go back to their original location or they get to get called back, which is exciting. And then you get to get your your character dining back in if you liked Tusker House or Chef Mickey yeah. dinner. You're the the future is yours and it's happening. It's, it's coming here for you. It's here for you. Now for some Disney history, as always, brought to you by the Mouselets. And I know they're those bags they come out with, like the Monorail one and the Spaceship mm-hmm. Earth one. Um, I believe they're finally starting to get shipped later this month. So if you ordered that, nice. be on the lookout. They were kind of cool. Anyway, let's talk some Disney history. Let's do it. Okay, I'm taking us all the way back to 2013. This is when Walt Disney World officially crowned Merida from Disney's Pixar Disney Pixar's Brave as the 11th Disney princess. Oh. Her coronation ceremony took place in front of Cinderella Castle, and uh, which obviously is close to her meet and greet spot. But just after the theme park opened, Princess Merida is joined for the first time by all 10 of the fellow royals, Snow White, Cinderella, Aurora, Ariel, Jasmine, Belle, Mulan, Pocahontas, Tiana, and Rapunzel, welcoming her to the group. So I thought that was cool. I was like, man, 2013 wasn't that long ago. And I don't know if I've ever been 
a part of one of these like ceremonies. Have you ever? No. One of these? Not oh, only have I not cool. been a part of it, I'm still waiting for my official princess coronation. Uh, yes. I don't know why yes. it hasn't happened yet. They're still trying to make your crown, Greg. Sorry. That's what it is. They can't find a crown that fits this big old melon mm-hmm. I've had, I guess. That's right. Um, They've I'm been sending take us me back. messages. Yes, thanks. <laughs> Feel free to vote for me when voting comes up yeah. for who's the next princess. Um, I'm going to take us back to 2010 when Honey, I Shrunk the Audience over at Epcot officially closed its doors. I don't know how many of you were able to experience this attraction. It's changed. Yes. It was Captain EO for a while, for a long time. And then uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, and now it's the Pixar Short Film Festival over there, just outside the Imagination yeah. Pavilion. And um, I like a lot of things about this about this show. It's a 3D show, right? Similar to A Bug's Life over at the Tree of Life in yes. Animal Kingdom, there's a portion of the show that elicited a certain response from guests mm-hmm. in the audience. And I always found it funny, and I had gotten, um, I figured out how to avoid the the mouse tails hitting everyone. So there's yeah. a, a part where the like the mice are duplicated or cloned or whatever in the show, and then they run out to the audience. And if you don't remember what that sounds like, I have a little clip for you of what of the how the audience would react when the okay. quote mice would get loose in the audience because the seats had a little hole in it, and a little like tail would come out and like whip yes. your legs, and you'd think like you know rats were smacking your legs. So I would sit Indian style because I was a scared little kid. <laughs> but anyway, um, this is what it sounds like. This is like audio from someone's YouTube. Um, of one of the like the last couple of shows of Honey I Shrunk the Audience in Epcot. See if you can figure out at what point the the mice are quote in the audience. Mm-hmm. Where are the mice going? Where's the It's like watching a scary movie. It's like People a wave, just too, because yeah. it starts kind of in the front, and then it's sort of like they move backwards. So you're yes. like, why is everyone in the front screaming? And then you're like, ah! <laughs> Yeah. Yes. It's like the, the bees stinging, and it's tough to be a bug, or you know, when yeah. at the end of the show when the bugs are crawling out and you feel them mm-hmm. crawling beneath you. I still think that's cool. Yeah. I love all well because it's like special effects you've never experienced before. So when we were yeah. little, it was like this is the coolest thing it's ever. Coolest you sit thing. in this seat and this thing comes out, and then because uh, it was what Alien Counter with the breathing on your neck or whatever yes. it was. Yeah, that was Over a, Magic like, Kingdom, another yeah. one of those type things. But that, that, anyway. that I would call I would uh, that I would say is a little more traumatizing for me as a child than the the, yeah. the rat tails of <laughs> yeah. of Honey I Shrunk a the Audience. Fun mice. Yes, mice you know, could like be fun. Fire. Hot breathing alien at your neck, not so much, <laughs> not so much fun. So, so uh, without further ado, we are doing a cast member chat episode. So I guess at this point we should probably bring bring in our cast member. So welcome to the show, Carla. Welcome, Carla. Hi. Hello, guys. Hi, Thanks. Beth and Greg. Hi. Thanks for being here. I'm super excited to talk to you. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So you come to us from, let's say, a little bit of a recommendation from Peyton, whoever might remember, we had Peyton and John on um, as guests for our cast member episode. And I feel like we wind up talking about them quite a bit. I know, Peyton meets world, John meets world, couple meets world, all the things meet the yeah. world. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why, I, we should start charging people for shout outs. They've been doing a lot of fun <laughs> things lately too. Yes. So. And then they got kittens. So we've been following the kitten story. I don't know. Did you hear oh, what, they, what they named the kitten by the way? Oh, I don't know if I if I recall. Everest. What was it? Everest, yes. Everest. And so cute. It is such a so cute, cute name. Although John did tell me that an alternate name for the cat was going to be Fuzz Lightyear, which oh makes oh. me want to run out and get a furry pet and call it Fuzz Lightyear. Fuzz Lightyear. Oh I gosh. love that. They need to start their own podcast. Yes. <laughs> I know. Seriously. Just travels around the world, getting pets, all the things. <laughs> so, Carla, you have quite an interesting story. So, um, I'll just to catch everyone up on a little bit of, of your history here, you participated in the Disney College program for what looked like, I think, two semesters. Do I have that right? Right. Yes. Okay. So, fall of 2019 and spring of 2020, which I'm, sh- I'm sure got abbreviated a little bit because of uh, the pandemic. Yeah. 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 We'll oh, talk, yes. We'll talk about that. And you're currently a cast member at your local Disney store, which is a totally unique perspective on the cast member experience because we haven't um, spoken with anyone um, in that role. Although, oddly enough, my mom was a Disney store cast member a long, long time ago in the early 2000s, back in the day. So um, I kind of remember some of her stories and stuff. So I'm curious to see how they line up and how they've changed with your experience now in 2021. Um, And in addition to that, you host a podcast 
and all kinds of things. And you've got a book coming out, and I'm always so yeah. surprised to hear when someone says they have a book coming out because it's like a lot of work. Yeah. So oh, I feel yes. like there's so much to talk about. So first, yeah. um, I'm curious to hear uh, your Disney history a little bit. What led you to wanting to be a participant in the Disney College program? What led you to that? Mm. So a big um, influence was Peyton, actually. But a little bit of background of me. I wasn't born in the United States, but I used to come to the United States to go to Disney World when I lived in Mexico, right? So cool. I, I write you know, about uh, in my book about how much of a different perspective it is to to uh, immerse yourself in the magic as somebody that doesn't know English. Yeah. But because of, you know, it, it's still the same, the universal language of emotions and all that stuff. But um, I always then grew up loving Disney World. And then it wasn't until I graduated high school and I, um, I went to college that I found out through Peyton and John about this college program. And of course, like what a great idea it was to go down to Disney and work and be a cast yeah. member because I remember what a great experience it was for me to be in the magic when I was little. So that's, that's what made me pursue it. At first I applied and I was a freshman in college, so I um, I didn't think I was going to get in because it is tough to get in. Some yeah. people get rejected. And I just applied for the sake of knowing what the interview process was going to be like. And of course, I was one of the lucky ones that got in the first time. Mm -hmm. And I told mom and dad, I am packing my bags and moving to Florida <laughs> to work for the mouse. Yeah. And, you know, since then, I it's been just such an influence on me. And, um, and I hope to continue to work for Disney. Yeah. It's, cool. it's really a fun company to work for. And your first Disney College program experience, the first semester you did it, you were a cedar at Liberty Tree Tavern slash Diamond Horseshoe. Is that correct? Yes, I got it. Yep. So my wife was a cedar slash table scout, if that's what they even called it, at those restaurants for you. But she worked at Tusker House. So I have Ooh. like a little bit of experience or I've heard some stories about what mm -hmm. it's like, specifically over at Animal Kingdom. But mm -hmm. I am kind of curious to hear what your experience was like working at those two restaurants in Magic Kingdom. So what do you remember about working at Liberty Tree and Diamond Horseshoe? You know, the my most memorable thing is just the cast and working with other cast. And it's so interesting to see uh, within Liberty Tree Tavern and Diamond Horseshoe, we share the same cast, mm -hmm. but there's such an individual mm -hmm. uh, experience with each restaurant, mm -hmm. uh, and you soon see which your which is your favorite restaurant to work at. Of course, the experience that you give the guest is completely different. If the, anyone who's listening that doesn't know that Liberty Tree Tavern has a Thanksgiving meal, a Thanksgiving-themed restaurant, so of course, you're dressed up um, in the 1700s colonial yes. outfit, uh, so you go from here, you hear you and then you go to diamond horseshoe and say yeehaw you know <laughs> yeah. welcome folks right so so it's so it was really awesome to be part of two different restaurants because you really got to play two different roles really yeah. um in the guest experience so yeah i mean it is but cedars do very much the same things you seat the guests you greet them welcome them in explain you know what the, what's on the menu give them a little bit of the history of like what's going on the theme of the restaurant um you help the servers with anything they might need i mean and and when you work at the magic kingdom i worked during the holidays which Ooh. was just so fully booked all the time you had yeah. to be turnover super quickly um and it was one of those things that you were constantly uh you know working doing something i used to set tables at one point i was you know in the back of you know fighting with dish so to get all the forks and knives to be able to bring them to the table right um it was just so interesting so there are so many things that you can do as a cedar um but my favorite part is just being the teamwork with the cast mm -hmm. knowing that i got to play two different uh roles in in uh being a colonial woman and in a in a, a, a cowgirl cow girl. yeah <laughs> were there yeah. days where you were like here yeehaw everyone i don't know which restaurant i'm in today you're like say yes. the wrong thing you're like sorry sorry i have I screamed uh hear you hear you at uh diamond horseshoe <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like no no <laughs> Yeah. Did you have like a certain phrase you had to say? So obviously you said the hear ye, hear ye. So as an example, my wife, Nicole, at Tusker House, when she was going to greet guests to go seat them, and let's say it was the Smith party who I checked in, she would like, can the, are the, you know, the Smith travelers, are you ready to be? And then she'd have mm -hmm. to say something that was, you know, because technically it's like a, a trek that they were going on at Tusker right. House. So it was uh -huh. there that, that type of phrase you'd have to say at either of those restaurants. You had to refer to the guests as a certain like group of people. 
Um, so refer to them as folks usually at the uh, Diamond Horseshoe, but there was a um, a phrase that we had to do for Diamond Horseshoe when we presented the table, and it's uh, "Hear ye, hear you. We are we are now welcoming the Smith Party. Mm. They're ready to be seated." Okay. So they, but and it's one of those things. If you have been into the Liberty Tree Tavern, there's a little two steps mm-hmm. uh, b- before you get into the restaurant. So we used to stand right in the corner, gotcha. right in front of the lobby, and scream the "Hear ye, hear you" to where to welcome the family. <laughs> so it's a little bit embarrassing. Saying yes. people sometimes didn't yeah. expect it, but yeah. it was definitely you know part of the theme. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're you're pulling him into that like proclamation kind of a thing of a show, that exactly. would probably be happening. You know, the the you know the people out in the street making their big proclamations, but instead you're just yes. welcoming people to come sit in. I remember exactly. experiencing that over at um, be our guest or whatever because they have they come out and it's all like. You know, you feel like you're royalty when they're like calling your name, and I'm like, this guy probably hates his life just having to run here, because you know they kind of look around and they're like, um, you know, whatever the saying is, and they're just kind of like, come on, come on, I like hate being on here and say this, but it just kind of made me giggle a little bit some of the sayings that they have. Some- Oh, yeah, I'll tell you, sometimes we'll be running out of breath free from, oh, yeah. like, running from yeah. one table and another, and we're like, <laughs> like, it is, it is, but, it, but it's, like, it's, I tried uh, to make it as authentic as possible, because, yeah. like, if there's, if this is the first time someone's walking into that restaurant, oh, yeah. you, you want to make sure that they're getting that authentic yeah. experience. Yeah. And I would be, like, laying on my, like, southern accent real thick, be like, hair ye, hair ye, y'all, come on down. <laughs> They probably like you That's can't so work funny. here anymore. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm just adding my own flair to it. Leave me alone. And I think what's nice about about that particular role is the amount of FaceTime you have with guests. Because there are some roles mm-hmm. where you get a little less FaceTime, and there are some roles you get kind of a lot of FaceTime. And mm-hmm. what's cool is you get to have that like quick little conversation sometimes when you're when you're walking them to the table. Have you been here before? Right. You guys celebrating anything? I'm sure you see some guests with the birthday yeah. buttons on or the anniversary buttons. You get to have that quick little moment, that little interaction. And for me as a cast member, that was usually the highlight of my day. So I'm sure you've had some experiences where you wind up having like somehow a meaningful conversation out of nowhere or you wind up like making a guest's day. Do you remember anything mm-hmm. like that, either there or at Cape May or anything? Yeah, one of my most favorite magical moments that I had was at Liberty Tree Tavern. And I um, I was part of the magic moment, but it, I wasn't the one to seat this, this family. So I remember checking them in and it, it was a party of eight and six children, two parents, Whew. and they all had celebrating buttons and I kind of disregarded it. I figured they were just siblings or they were, um, they were just celebrating a birthday, whatever it was. So I kind of ignored it. But then my friend, my coworker, seated the party and, and she made the question, what are we celebrating today? Uh, because maybe I didn't notice, but the celebration, some of the kids got, have gotten adopted in the family. Oh, wow. I want to oh, say goodness. it was around three kids. Wow. So that's why, wow. so, so it was a big celebration and they all took them to Disney World. And I was so shocked to see, because it was uh, six children. The the yeah. family, the, the couple looks pretty young. I want to say mid 30. So yeah. it makes yeah. sense that they've gotten adopted. Um, and so, of course, we tell our managers they're celebrating adoption. They all got free slushies. They all got uh, nice. fast passes to wow. any of the ride. Uh, nice any ride including you know seven dwarves and it was just one of those moments like people come to celebrate such big milestones to disney world and i love to see that i loved seeing those things whether it's an anniversary whether it's a big birthday i remember seeing someone at diamond horseshoe turn 100 uh which was amazing to see yeah but that was one of my favorite moments um and i think it wasn't really something that i i it was an intimate conversation with me, but it was with somebody else. And mm-hmm. I got to see that yes. magical moment being made. Yeah. That's so cool. Or if you're like <laughs> Greg and you're just always celebrating, what is your bag say or whatever? My, I used to have a button on my bag that said, I'm celebrating me. And then in parentheses, it said, because I deserve it. Um, <laughs> I but I, I had put that on. It was right before, it, it happened to be right before I had gotten hired at Disney. And then once I did get hired, I was like, well, I want to celebrate me now. Now that I've like had right. this accomplishment, something I had yeah. been working toward. This was in 2018. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't want to gloss over the fact that you said that fast pass was good for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. So to, to pull the curtain back, that's called a non-inventory fast pass. Those are yeah. hard to get. So that's a big yeah, deal really that hard. they got the fast pass that includes Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's because awesome. that I worked um, my role at uh, Disney Vacation Club at the previous center at Saratoga Springs. We were if issuing fast passes to guests, and they were the regular fast passes that weren't available to be used at Peter Pan, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and other attractions. And every now and then we'd have to get like special. Um, uh, permission to use a fast pass, 
Anyway, mm. we're talking behind the scenes stuff here, but it's cool that they got like the good. They got the good. The fast good, fast, fast. Yes. Fast. <laughs> slushies. They do slushies over there. Both of them do. The oh. Diamond Horseshoe has a um, a lemonade slushie and an iced tea slushie, oh. and then the other the other um, restaurant, Liberty Tree Tavern, they have like a. Um, it's a red, white, and blue slushy uh-huh. divided into okay. three. I don't remember the yeah. flavor. I want to say is cherry lemonade and blue raspberry, and yeah. it's it's like the trio that comes into one slushy. Sign it's really good. A, sign me up for a tea slushy. That sounds amazing. Mm, so <laughs> that's the most. That's the most demanded. Everyone loves yeah, the tea slushy. It's like a sweet yeah. tea slushy. Oh, mm, yeah. Sweet tea, and then yeah, some people do the mix. Some people do the mix, yeah. like an Arnold Palmer, the Arnold yeah. Palmer, or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That sounds interesting. Yeah. yeah. So let's pop over to Cape May Cafe for a moment. So were you typically working breakfast or dinner over there? I usually did night shifts. I, I think most CPs do the night shifts. Okay. Um, um, so I, I usually did the buffet, the, the seafood buffet. Gotcha. But I loved working in the morning because in the morning it's character yes, dining. Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, so you have, you interact with Minnie, Daisy, Donald, and Goofy. Mm-hmm. Most people uh, are so, in a good, but you do- good mood in the morning time for at that time. You know, it's like <laughs> our day is just beginning at nighttime. It's like, yes. I'm tired. I'm hungry. Please bring me my things. <laughs> exactly. So you see those different types of guests. So in the morning, it's everyone's pumped to go to the park. Yeah. And everyone's excited and they're seeing all the characters super wonderful but then at, at the end of the day for it for dinner everyone it can be they are they're tired but they're also ready to talk about everything they experience mm, at that's the park. True. That's so true. it's also really cool conversations i actually liked the conversations that i had at night because i got to hear the experience whereas okay. um, whereas in the morning it was more of the hype yep. um yeah. and interacting with the characters cool so um after your disney college program you became a cast member at a Disney store. Disney store. Mm-hmm. So just tell me what, what's that like? Because it's got to be totally different, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's obviously you're not working in a park. So just walk us through a little bit of what that process was like getting that, that role. And then what it's like, like, what's your day-to-day like working at a Disney store? Sure. So I found out through about this opportunity to work at the Disney store um, because the Alumni Association for the co- or. I think yeah. If you work, if you do the college program, you get to join the alumni association. And I saw that there were there were seasonal jobs at your local Disney store, and you could just click on Disney Careers to see if it's available. So I clicked on the link. I saw that my local mall was hiring seasonal, and I applied immediately. And I got it. And my original time to work at the Disney store was supposed to be um, November through the end of January and somehow things started working out and I'm not I'm not technically part-time but they've needed me for now like they okay. they still need me yeah. and then my day-to-day is you're a sales associate but with a twist of magic right like you're not yeah. you're not at the parks so the closest mm. that a guest can get into the magic is the Disney store locally yeah so you're still having that attitude um you have the attitude of welcoming the guests and having that courtesy and show safety is a big thing as we know right now mm-hmm. but I'm I most of the time I'm on the floor and I'm telling people about the products things that have come out um um, you get a lot of, it's a cool experience to see people that are collectors or mm. people that are looking for those limited products, limited releases, limited editions, and they're yeah. interested. So you do get a good crowd because yeah. you get a really loyal crowd that's coming into the, um, the store for a specific thing. And of course you get those families that are traveling down to Florida, mm-hmm. uh, and ringing them and talking to them about what, you know, uh, when yeah. they're going down and all this stuff is really nice. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of my day to day. It's, it's a regular retail job but but you do get to incorporate uh what disney what disney's uh four keys are and yeah. Yeah. and all the magic and the theming yeah yeah i mean i remember before you know moving to the greater orlando area we would go to the disney store to make it feel like we were doing something disney that week yeah. you know like if we were like far away from our next disney trip we're like let's let's go to the disney store at least it's like disney up in there yeah so, um, I mean, as a kid, I remember going to the Disney store specifically to buy Disney dollars, which I know are not for sale anymore. That's, that's like oh, an, yeah. an old-timey thing. Um, I wish. Yes. But what, what's your experience like at the Disney store in terms of things that, like, guests are always coming to buy? Like, there's got to be some, like, hot commodity item that always, is always flying off the shelf. It's been a while, honestly, since I've been to a real Disney store because I live, like, 20, 25 minutes from the parks. I just go to World of Disney. That's my, quote, Disney <laughs> store. Yeah, that is you nice. know what I mean? Store. 
Yeah. So one of the things that people come into uh, to look for most of the time is like gifts. And uh, so, yeah, so you get the crowd who's coming in for gifting, right? They're, they they mm-hmm. want to get their son, daughter, grandchildren, uh, and usually a hot commodity for those are pajamas or plushes or mm-hmm. the, the classic dolls. Yeah. And then you get those Disney nerds, the <laughs> Disney adults that I so love to talk to who are looking for those pins and, and the yes. limited mm-hmm. uh, Disney store releases. Yeah. Um, you get those uh, people that are looking for the, the, the t-shirts, the, the new t-shirts that have, that have come out for certain shows. So you yeah. get two different crowds too. They're like collectors, so you- if you will. Yes, yes. And a lot of the, and oh, the lounge flies are a big, big yeah. thing too. Everyone loves mm, to buy yeah. those lounge flies. Um, and right now we've been incorporating Disney ears and they've sent, sent us some Disney ears, which is really nice. People are oh, buying cool. them before they go to the parks. Um, and yeah, but like my favorite, my favorite crowd to talk to is those Disney collectors that are, that are looking for a specific thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they love talking to you too, because as soon as you get yeah. them on the hook for Disney stuff, I'm sure it's like you. You look at your watch. Oh my gosh, it's been ten minutes. I gotta, I gotta yeah. get back to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those uh, the Disney keys. If you've if you've seen, you know, they're they're a big thing right now. They're constantly coming out with new ones. So people come in to look for it. Sometimes you you tell them about the new one that's coming out or just came out, and they'll grab one along with the one they were looking for. So it's nice. Have you been um, working at the Disney store when they would do the ceremony in the morning that allowed a guest to quote? open the store is that yeah. still going on no not for not for covid right now it's not going okay. on but i've had the experience of doing it myself uh which is okay. such a fun time but no right now they're not doing it just yet can you walk us through that because honestly i have not seen it and i haven't heard much about it i just know it's a thing that exists yeah so so it's um basically there's a massive key i want to say it's like arms wide okay and there is a big lock that um that gets put in out in front of the store when we open the first guest gets to do the ceremony of opening the store so you would um, grab the big key and try to open the lock <laughs> uh, and of course with some pixie dust and magic the, yeah. the lock would uh, magically open and you would be able to get into the store they play the sound of welcome to the Disney store I hope you're having a magical time um, and and that's how and then you would get the mini key you would get a plastic oh, key so awesome. for the Disney store so I have one with me those are not sold mm-hmm. but they just recently came out with one one with one just like that it's metal and only for disney visa holders but that's the ceremony i mean yeah. it's it's a really fun time yeah yeah that sounds cool i hope that's something that returns you know when we kind of get back to quote normal and things are operating like the way that they used to so at the disney store i'm sure there is a soundtrack that is playing in the store that let's say is repetitive. So I have to know, how do you (laughs) deal with the challenge of repetitive, even though it's probably Disney music that we all like, as a guest, I appreciate it because I hear, let's say 20 minutes of it, and then I go back somewhere else, but you're there for a shift. So like, how how do you get through that? That is such a good question. In fact, um, I remember, like, it becomes white noise after a while, right? But then you have those songs that you're like, for example, for me, it's almost there by Tiana. That's playing right now. But what you're but you're going to be shocked to know is they actually switch it up. Okay. So they so they come out with a video. Um, I want to say real right out of, of the Disney movies or Disney videos every every other month or every month. So right now they have an awesome combo of Mary Poppins and the Bucks Life and uh, Moana. And, and they just play those songs like snippets of those songs in terms of Disney radio. Um, again, they also switch it out. So we have Almost There right now. We have uh, I Won't Say I'm In Love. Um, we have Frozen, um, um, which Olaf, the Olaf song in the second movie. Yeah, When I'm Older. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, we're lucky because we get to, it's not super, super repetitive in quotes. Okay. Um, so, yeah, but I, I love it. And, my and, you know, my coworkers and I, we, we tune, tune in and we sing along all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and because we are the younger crowd, there are the seasonals who are younger, mm-hmm. uh, younger folks, uh, college students. And then we have the older um, uh, crowd of cast members who are have been working there for a long time. So they're more relaxed and they just kind of do it. But, but us, um, who just so happen to be super, super theater theater driven. Uh, we're just making a show at the Disney store. <laughs> nice. 
So um, if I read correctly, are you graduating like soon? Yes, soon. So I'm actually um, graduating in the fall. I'm completely done in the fall, but I'm going okay. to be walking with class of 2021. Oh, awesome. Okay. So I just have a few classes to complete over the fall and then I'll be done. Oh, yeah. look at that. Are you Finally. planning to get back to Disney or? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm hoping to. I mean, they just reopened the Disney College Program application. Yeah, I did see for- that the fall so i applied to see if maybe i can get in right after graduation right after i'm done with my classes or if i could be doing online classes and the dcp because that's totally possible with my school but eventually yeah my my goal is to move down i i'm applying to professional internships right now they're remote so it's just really interesting as we are getting into the job market how disney's job market is right now yeah the end goal would be to move down to florida or california to work for the company okay cool Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, we're, we're crossing our fingers for you because mm-hmm. it's it's a yeah. tough market right now. I say this as someone who was included on the Disney layoff, so I am I am up yeah. on that Disney careers page every hour. I'm refreshing. If you see yeah. me distracted during this interview, it's because I'm on the Disney careers website seeing this posted. <laughs> so yeah. um, it's it's a really interesting um, field out there right now to see what's available. Yeah. I know there are a ton of people applying, but what's nice about college program is that it's a, it's a different audience, right? It's a little more limited in scope. You can't just be a regular old person to apply. And you have yeah. some experience. So I hope that works out for you because it's a great just yeah. continuing to get more experience to get your foot in the door. So it's yeah. a great thing. But in addition to all of this stuff, so you've done the Disney College program, you work at the Disney store, you're also in the process of putting together a book. And it's not mm-hmm. just any old book. It's a book <laughs> about cast member excellence and Disney values that you think are transferable to other jobs. So let mm-hmm. me just ask you, where did you get that idea from? What's motivating you to write it? And what's your end goal with this book? Yeah. So what motivated to to uh, write it was, of course, um, after completing my Disney college program, I had this skill set or just this new character of myself that I've been able to apply to other internships I've done, to my school, and just this kind of mentality that like you are the key of unlocking your own magic. You're able to um, apply all of these experiences of, of customer service and courtesy and safety and efficiency in any place, right? Mm-hmm. So I finally was introduced to this idea of like transferable skills and, and being able to use what I've learned at the Disney uh, college program in my other areas of my life. So um, I got it during quarantine. I was um, introduced to this writer's club uh, from the University of Georgetown that allows yeah. you to, you know, write and publish. And at first I had other ideas for my a book to write because that's that was the main that's the main program is they they let you publish a book through the program through the set of editors that you work with and your cool. ideas and stuff so I was going to write about just my experience being a first immigrant a first generation yeah. immigrant yeah. and then um or the Disney College program and somehow I said how can I tell my testimony working for Disney and for other people to to hear about for future CPs to hear about the program because it would have been really helpful for me to read about the logistics of being a cast member rather than just knowing the the um the surface level like oh you get to live at Vista you get to work for the parks but more of that like professionalism of of being a cast member yeah so yeah I I that's what I ended up picking and developing and it's turned out to so much more than that because I've been able to interview other cast members to share their experience as a cast member and what it is like to create that happiness but also how that is a personal like um um like a personal thing that you are driven through your job so just to explain that a little bit differently like people are so tied to the company because of the way that they feel too about the storytelling about Mm -hmm. uh providing that service and and then ultimately you know these cast members have such a skill set that any other people can imitate and adapt in wherever they wherever they can work um so that's kind of how it's evolved and it's uh if you want to check out a little bit more about the book itself i am right now pre um having a campaign where i film a video of exactly you know what each chapter will have um i've talked a little bit about the history how it all started with walt disney and his vision and how we've continued that legacy as well Mm -hmm. um and how um people can continue their own professional legacies adapting this mindset Yeah. yeah I think That's it's awesome. such a cool idea, and mm-hmm. as someone who has also worked for the mouse, there's mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not just saying this because people are listening. There's really no other company I'm interested in working for. 
Um, mm. There's really there's there's nothing like working for Disney, and I'm I'm, I'm all about it. I'm knee deep in the storytelling, and I, I'm excited to get back. Mm-hmm. So I think it's cool that you wind up talking to all these different people. And we've kind of on a less professional level, we're talking to cast members here, and we've got one, you know, you today, yeah. and we we do one yeah. of these episodes every month. And it's just so cool to hear everyone's different stories. So I like that you're putting together a collection of those types of stories, but doing yeah. it in a meaningful way, in a helpful way, in a way that will allow people to kind of grow more professionally. I like that. Yeah. Uh, we will put your information, a, a link to your website in the episode description so that people have a way to, to quickly find you, find more information yeah. on your book. When do you think this book will be complete and readable? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is going to be published in August. Ooh, right that's now. Like soon. It's soon, yeah. right? So um, we are in the revisions process where I'm working with editors to revise this, the manuscript, to revise each chapter, to make sure I'm incorporating data and points of view and angles of vision, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but the manuscript is done. It's just cool. about adding and rewriting. Cool. Um, my editor says, good books are not written. They are rewritten. So we're yeah. in the rewriting yeah. part. And then and then it is scheduled to be published in August. Right now we are pre-selling the book. So anyone that's interested um, in pre-ordering the book, that also goes towards my publication costs. So okay, cool. if you link that Indiegogo campaign, any, anyone that would like to pre-order, that'll, that'll be awesome. It, yeah. It'll help me just pay for costs. But yeah. then yeah. it'll be available um, in Amazon in, in the and future. And what, uh, what is the title? Imagination mindset. Okay, Ooh. cool. Awesome. Yeah. I like, like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So in addition to all of this, as if you don't have enough on your plate, you're working, you're working on a book, you also <laughs> host a podcast, right? Beyond the Tassel, I believe, is the official name of it. Beth, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm feeling super lazy right now all of a sudden in comparison. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta I gotta pick it up. <laughs> so when do you sleep or do you sleep? Yeah. <laughs> because it sounds like I don't know how you have time to do all these things. I'm like really impressed. Yeah. So that's awesome. Oh. Well, it's uh, it's about mastering mastering productivity. One, yeah, uh, taking yeah. care of yourself in the morning, having a good morning routine, and sometimes you do have to sacrifice a little bit of your social life, and you have yeah. to sacrifice a few hours of sleep. But I think that it's it's one of those things that I I was so. Um, purposeful or slash intentional about what I wanted to do with my time during quarantine that would carry through my year. I had a really hard time 2020. So I wanted to build a few things for myself. And when I had the opportunity to do both things, I just couldn't pick one. Like, I think that I rather I'm in my 20s, right? We have this have this whole year to be able to create something out of myself. And I found myself having so much fun doing it and having so many learning experiences through it. And it's not perfect. Like, I'm sure they're there has been a few moments where I'm like, Carla, like, take a chill pill or Carla, like, <laughs> yeah. it's okay if you if you weren't able to make that meeting or write as many words as you wanted to for the book. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just been a learning experience. But I would say, Carla, you're in your 20s and you have the energy to do it now because you won't when you're in your 30s. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> so get yes. it done yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Or, or even just the financial support because I'm really lucky that my parents are paying for my schooling so I don't have to work a, uh, a full-time job to be able to do something. So I'm really just... Uh, taking uh, advantage of my time as I have the energy and the time yeah. to do it. Yeah. Once you get that that big girl job, or once you get yeah. all, or you know, monetizing your own your own endeavors, like you won't have time to do the fun stuff, the fun projects. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the energy thing is no joke. I unload the dishwasher. Seriously. I need to sit down. I'm like, hey, I mean, <laughs> I feel like yeah, I just ran I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> So thanks for taking some time out of your very busy schedule to hang out with us, (laughs) talk about your Disney College program roles, your time over at the Disney Store, the book you're working on, the podcast you host. It's a lot of projects, a lot of plates Mm -hmm. you're spinning, and it shows. And we're impressed, Mm -hmm. and we're so excited to have talked to you. So thanks for hanging out with us. And just like I said, we'll put your information in this episode's description so people can find you and your website and your book and all that fun stuff. And your podcast um, and all there. the other things you do. Is there anything yes. else? I feel like there's probably more that you're just like, well, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's it. That's it for now. When does your clothing line come out? And when does your perfume <laughs> <Yes>. line come out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, again, thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you yeah. so much. It's been great meeting you guys. Love talking to cast members. And I like yes. it even more when we talk to, like, highly motivated, clearly successful, out like, there I killing wanna it. Like, I want to take a nap just from talking to her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, all the things, man, I need a nap just from thinking about it. Yeah. But it's very inspiring. Um, yeah. Do yourselves a favor, guys. Like, follow along with Carla because she's doing big things in the world. Yeah, she's making it happen. Mm-hmm. We have our quote, as we always do to end our episode. But before that... 
our shout out to Stephanie, another successful person over at World Traveler Trading Co. So we are that Park Life podcast. Mm-hmm. And I want to highlight some things that you find in the park there. Um, on the list of her available key fobs are some ones that are inspired by some of our favorite attractions, mm-hmm. like Jungle Cruise, Space Mountain, Soarin' Over in Epcot, and the Haunted Mansion one, which I swear I haven't yes. seen until today when I was perusing the oh. library of awesome items, is so cool. So if you want to head over to World Traveler Trading, there is a link in this episode's description, and you can use our special code, That Park Life, and you can save yourself some money. Um, before we get to our quote, of course, you can follow us on Instagram at That Park Life Podcast, and my personal account is at the Disney Greg. My personal account is at the Healthy Hot Mess. I did uh, send out a batch of Magic Grams as of today. They were placed in yes. the mail. If you want to submit one and send someone you know and love and care about a free Magic Gram, if you want to send some pixie dust their way at a time when, free. man, we just need it. It's free. We need it. You can submit your Magic Gram request on our website, thatparklifepodcast.com. You should see it there up in the banner. You can just click send a Magic Gram. Also, don't forget about our trivia night coming up that we mentioned at the beginning of this episode. We just want to remind you again. So put it on your calendar. Join us. Uh, We also love Disney show and tell at the end of that. So if you have some fun Disney items, we encourage people to bring them to show and tell at the end. And it's really fun. And um, I want to highlight the idea that you don't necessarily have to play. You know what? If you want to come and just hang out and witness it all, there is a spot for you. So don't feel like you're obligated to play. If you want to hang out, it is a live thing you'll be interacting with us and others in this that park life podcast community it's a nice way to just you know change it up a little bit on a thursday night and hang out with peeps, us meet some other fellow listeners um yes. you know maybe there's some do we have inside jokes yet i don't know maybe if we have inside i don't know jokes. we'll figure something out we'll make some <laughs> stuff up i guess we'll find out sooner or later but whatever yes if it's your first time at listening to our podcast today, welcome. We do this this whole thing weekly. If you like what we heard today, feel free to like, subscribe, head over to iTunes, leave a review over there. That kind of stuff always helps us become more visible in the podcast community. And with no further ado, a nice quote to end our episode. This comes to us from the movie Hercules, um, given to us from a character whose name I can never pronounce, but I know he just short goes by Phil, you know, mm-hmm. the Danny DeVito character. Yes. Um, who said... Giving up is for rookies, which I feel like is something that can easily be applied to what Carla is doing. because She's clearly not giving up. She is moving Seriously. full steam ahead in her life and her professional life. So do what you got to do. Make it all happen. I was trying to look up what Phil's, what it actually was. Why It's can't... Phil McCracken. Phil... <laughs> I don't Phil-ic- think that's it. Philictides? Is that what it is? Be-, be careful how you pronounce that. All right. With that, we leave you all. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy your week, and thanks for listening. Bye, everyone.